Good morning, Restoration Church, and welcome to our live stream. We are so glad that you're here with us to worship this morning, and uh, we hope you had a blessed Easter. We hope that you're blessed this morning, and uh, we hope that you are staying connected with us as we social distance. If you're not connected to a community group or you'd like to be, Please contact our office, contact Abby, so we can get you connected. We don't know how much longer this thing is going to go, so we just um, we just still want to be there with you and communicate with you. And um, anyway, we're happy you're joining us this morning. Before I get started, I, I just want to say from all of us at Restoration Church, really, um, happy anniversary to our pastor, Anthony, and his wife, Corinne, and if you want to just wish them a happy anniversary in the chat, feel free to do so and put that in your own words. Uh, please join me as we begin our time of worship this morning, beginning with the song, His Love Changes Everything. All right, 
right, sing out with me in the darkest hours. In the darkest hours. And in the valley low. I will fear no Yeah. 
My life flows on in endless song. Flows on.
together abide with me. I feel no foe. 
Today's scripture is Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Dear God, we come to you this morning grateful that you sent your Holy Spirit to us to empower us, to empower us to be more patient, more kind, more self-controlled, more loving. Lord, we know that all of this and more is what your spirit does. Lord, you said to us that if we ask for the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives, you would give it to us. So we're asking now, Lord. Let our requests be made known before you this morning, God. We want to live as you did, Jesus. We want to demonstrate that kind of patience and kindness to our neighbor, as you did, Jesus. And God, if there are any other requests that any of our church has, or anybody watching this stream, I just pray that they would name those requests and ask you to intercede in their lives for right now. If there's anything that anybody should be thankful for this morning, I just ask them to name those things to you loud right now. God, we know that by doing these things, by asking you to intercede in our lives, that we are casting our cares and our trust upon you, which is what you asked us to do. And we know that you are faithful to make great things happen in our lives and in our church. So thank you for this time of worship. Thank you for everyone serving this morning. We just ask that you would speak through Wendell um, and Rob as they speak this morning. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Restoration Church. Hope you all are doing well, that your week has been um, fulfilled and um, exciting. Uh, some few announcements today. Excuse me. Uh, first, we have Zoom um, meetings, Zoom CG meetings <laughs> throughout the week. And if you have not yet joined one, we're going to keep announcing. Um, we want to see the faces of everyone who we're so used to seeing. Um, we it's just been a very, very awesome way to stay together. If you have not yet joined a CG, 
Um, get in touch with us somehow. Find us on Instagram or Facebook um, or our website. Any way that you can get in touch with us because we'd love to have you join um, to CG. There is no limit. We can have, we'd love to have two pages of faces. That'd be the goal. So, yeah, if you're not yet joined with that, please come and we'd love to have you um, join. We have created a COVID-19 relief fund. Um, so, obviously, we're all in different um, places uh, financially and with, with uh, the stability of our future with COVID. Um, some of us have are in a great position. Uh, maybe we're able to work at home and our life is kind of the same. Some of us, we're not sure what the future is going to look like. So if you um, would like to contribute or donate to our COVID-19 relief fund, we want to get those to people who need to um, who need financial stability or other ways, not just money. Um, there's tons of ways that people need help. Obviously, you see them on every single commercial. Um, there's so many ways people need help, and this is what the church is for. Um, the government, yes, they're going to do their job. Praise the Lord for that. But we are the ones that are supposed to meet the needs of our neighbor, um, meet the needs of our family. Um, like in Isaiah, it says the fatherless and the widow. So we don't want to shy away from that at all. If you are able to help contribute in any capacity, please let us know. But currently, the COVID um, fund is the one we're kind of we're focusing on right now. It has been started. So. Um, and of course, yes, Pastor, Pastor Anthony, today is his anniversary. We love him so much. And um, he took the Sunday to be with his family and his wife, obviously. So uh, if you have not yet seen, uh, given a happy anniversary text, please do that. Show him some love. Um, we want to just um, honor him and just show him how much we appreciate everything that he does for us to keep this church going. Today we have an um, awesome guest speaker who you know and love very well. Um, Rob Olson, who did a, a, a devotion two weeks ago, which is so great, and so we cannot wait to have him. Robert Olson. Rob Olson. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hello, all. wish I could see you, but I can't, but you can see me, and that's, that's great. Um, if you scroll down, on the, if you're on the restoration, after, after we're done here, scroll down. There's a, there's a picture. We had a um, virtual spaghetti dinner the other night, and there's a picture on there, and, and just invite you, I think something we're going to be doing in the future, so um, check that out, it was a lot, of, a lot of fun. If you happen to be home and have a few young minds with you, uh, another thing on the Facebook page is, are some instructions for this morning, if you want to engage them, uh, in a way maybe sitting and, and watching me for the next few minutes might be a little bit challenging for them, um, and so what we want to encourage is pull out some paper and some crayons or some colored pencils. And, and what, again, the instructions are there in detail, but I'll give them to you very quickly. But what we want you to do for these younger minds is to have them, as much time as they have, draw three pictures. And so the first picture um, is, is, what do you miss? Draw a picture of what do you miss from before the stay-at-home order started. Maybe it's a scene of, of something you miss. Maybe you miss your classroom at school um, or a best friend. Maybe you miss going to the beach. Um, or maybe um, Disney World or Sea World or something else. Um, but draw a picture of what do you miss. The second picture is what have you enjoyed about the time that you've been at home? Um, is your life a little less busy? Have you had some chances to relax? Uh, maybe read or play some games some more. Maybe it's taking daily bike rides with your family. Um, maybe something else. So draw a picture, a scene of what you've enjoyed about the time at home. And then finally, the third picture is what do you look forward to the most when this time is over? Uh, maybe it's, again, time with your friends, uh, maybe going eventually back to school, maybe there's something else, but draw a picture. And then the, the instructions for, for parents or for art aficionados who will be looking at these pictures with your artist, um, ask them to share about the picture when, when we're done with this um, this morning. And after they shared, ask them to share about how they feel as they think about their picture. As they think about their picture, and then also ask them if they were to place a cross to represent the, the presence of Jesus in their picture, where would they place that cross? And maybe kind of talk to them a little bit about it. Let them share, realizing that they might not fully understand that instruction. And so then you can share how Jesus has been a part of your experience so far, and maybe the, what the Lord's been teaching you. 
um, about himself throughout this process. So if you need those instructions in a little bit more detail or with more clarity, again, if you go, if you go on to the Restoration Facebook page right under the live stream, um, the directions are there with a little more clarity. You can look quickly at them. Um, and again, just want to encourage you to engage those young minds that might not want to sit and listen to me for the next few minutes. This is a way that, they can, that you can do that with them. Um, so with that, uh, let me just pray and ask the Lord to, to bless our time. God, we thank you for this morning, for the sunshine, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, bless this time. Open our hearts as we hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it is good to be with you. I am usually a, a wanderer when I speak, so sitting this morning with you is, is maybe a little more challenging, but it is so good to be here. You know, we are living in what I'm going to call kind of an in-between time. So this is a time when the old, um, the normal, is, is gone, and a new normal awaits. But in the meantime, we wait. I imagine you've had these times before. Maybe if you think back to something else, a different in-between time in your life. Maybe it was a time when you were engaged to be married. Your old life of, of being single, of, of whatever that looked like, was, was behind you, and, and this new life of, of marriage, of your family with the person that you loved was ahead, but you hadn't begun that life yet, so you were in this in-between time. Or maybe it was a job change. Um, I was working on a, on a project this week, and, and I and had to kind of look at, at my different phases of life, and I realized as I was counting that I've moved. Now, some of these moves were within the same town. We moved to a different house, but I've moved 22 times in my life, and so I understand this idea of new jobs or new people, and, and so maybe you think about an in-between time of a job transfer or a move, and you had this old time, or this old life that, that you were leaving behind, and the new life was ahead, but you hadn't yet gotten there, so you were in this in-between time. Do you remember how that felt? Maybe it was an experience you weren't anticipating, so maybe there was some grieving of leaving some friends or some co-workers. So as you think about that, I, wanna, I want us to, we're going to get to our passage in Acts in a minute, but we're going to think about the disciples and, and how maybe they were feeling during their in-between time. A week and a half ago when I, when I gave a little devotional, one thing I briefly alluded to was the fact that I really have grown to love church history and to love the church calendar of, for the year. Because, and, and I didn't grow up necessarily in a, in a church setting that that looked at the church calendar, but I realized that it's, a, it's an opportunity for us all to experience what the disciples experienced. It allows us to experience the many different emotional ups and downs that they experienced as they followed Jesus. It allows us to experience the character of God and how he shows his provision for the people of God. So right now in the, in the church calendar, we're in another in-between time. When I spoke last week, it was, it was Holy Week, and the temptation was to miss out on the events that were happening that week and go straight to Easter. And don't get me wrong, I love Easter, but if we had skipped that week prior, we would have missed Palm Sunday, and we would have missed the, those exultations as people shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, as Jesus came in. We would have missed the, the, the directions that Jesus gave on the Last Supper. That we now, you know, think about in, in your normal church life that we experience. Maybe it's once a month, maybe it's once a week, but as you take communion, you re we reflect back on those, that time of the Last Supper. And we would have missed that if we had just skipped to Easter. We would have missed out on, on the example of Jesus crying out to the Father um, as he's there prior to his arrest. As he looked to the cross, eventually submitting to God. We would have missed on the imperfect Peter denying that he even knew Jesus, which eventually would become a place for Peter to be restored. We would have missed out on the very death of Jesus. And without his death, there's no forgiveness because there would be no need for a resurrection. I am so thankful for Easter Sunday, but I don't want to miss out on these opportunities to reflect on the events that took place prior to it. So now in this new in-between time, we have a new temptation. Do we just simply skip over to Pentecost? Pentecost is an important day that scripture points to as, 
as the fact that the Spirit of God now would come to indwell his people. Not simply for a specific time or mission. And if you look back at the Old Testament, you can see that the Holy Spirit did come. But it was, it was to specific individuals for a specific purpose. But now the Spirit would come to empower and to indwell all of his people. He would come as the comforter. He, would come, he comes as the, as the one who draws people unto, unto God. And so the temptation is to skip straight to, to Pentecost. But if we skip this in-between time, we miss what the Lord might have for us. So think about your experiences right now in life. Do you just wish that we could skip the in-between times we're in facing in society right now? How has your life been changed? You know, there is talk right now in the news as times are changing. There's talk about timelines, about what this looks like in the future. But the reality is we're still in this time, this in-between time. And even when those times begin, what will the new normal look like? I wonder when the disciples started asking these types of questions in their in-between time. Have you ever considered what it might have been like for the disciples? In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul writes to his readers that, that Jesus appeared to Peter, then the disciples, then 500, then for others as well. For 40 days, Jesus continued his ministry. Then the scripture says he ascended. Then, approximately 10 days later, during the celebration of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes. Again, important. And, and what a blessing to have the Spirit of God in all of those who, who are believers in, in Jesus. But let's just stick in the in-between time for now. So a week and a half ago, last time I, I, you know, I, I, I shared a little bit, I, I asked the question, how are you feeling? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling anxious? Maybe, again, I, I, maybe you're feeling joyful. There's an experience in your life, and, and this has been a good experience. But in this in-between this in time in this, of this pandemic, you may be feeling a lot of different feelings. And as we look back on, on the past, and probably even grieve the past, I mean, when you think about what, what you might be missing out on, I, I miss just going to up to Tanger, and, and the, which is an outdoor mall, and walking around and just doing window, window shopping. I miss meeting with my community group every week. And, and just, you know, even though we can get on Zoom, it's you know, just some of that interaction that we have with folks and then um, just the joy of being with them. I miss that. I told Wendell this morning, I said, I miss getting a big hug from him on Sunday morning when I show up to help for setup. I miss a lot of things. And again, let me tell you, as much as I appreciate the Zoom meetings that we've had, and I am so thankful for them, the technology has been a blessing to have, it's not the same thing as being present in the same place with everyone. I anticipate that someday there will be a new normal, and I don't know what that looks like, but I imagine that it's going to have some differences, at least for a little while. But for today, what we're going to do is we're going to look back, and, and first we're going to look, we're going to look back, and we're going to look at the biblical idea of, of grief. And I want to encourage you this morning, just as I have in the past, to express your feelings and, and any grief that you might be experiencing. We're going to look briefly at the present and seek the Lord on what this might look like for each of us in, during this time. And then we're going to look at the future with anticipation and hope as to how the Lord might be working in that. So as you think about the past, as we've started reflecting already, um, and, and as I've encouraged the, the young folks or young minds to draw a picture of what they miss the most, and as you reflect on life just a month or two ago, this is not that long ago, have you taken that opportunity to grieve? So let's just stick on that, on that word for a minute. Now, grief is not necessarily one feeling. It's really, it's, it's complex, and it might include numerous feelings. Um, when I was a, a hospital chaplain uh, down in Texas, I used to, I used to teach a class to all incoming employees at the hospital. And, and so it was for everybody. And, and I taught them uh, basically this about grief. 
And we talked about grief and the, react the reality that they were going to be interacting with people at many different levels or stages or phases of grief in their life. And that they might be even you know, interacting one moment with somebody who is joyous because um, they just experienced the, the birth of a baby. And the same you know, a few minutes later might be interacting with somebody who has just lost a loved one to a car accident and was just told that by a physician not long before. And so as my encouragement to them was as they, as they walked and as they did their job throughout the hospital was to remember that, that everybody they interacted with might be in a different phase than they were at that time. It's complex. Maybe, maybe people feeling angry. Maybe as you've been experiencing grief of missing the past, maybe there's some frustration, a level of anger as, as to why in the world is this happening. Maybe there's some... Again, some fear or anxiety of the unknown of the future as you think about, you know, where am I going to get the money to live? Um, you know, maybe your savings is, is, is getting close and, and maybe the application that you maybe filled out or maybe you haven't gotten unemployment. I don't know where you are, but maybe there's some fear, some anxiety. Maybe you're just struggling with the fact that you don't, like me, that you don't get to see the folks that you have grown to, to just love and appreciate. Now, you might be thinking, well, grief seems like a pretty strong word because it's often associated with extreme losses. And it is. It is associated with death. And it is associated with loss of, um, with significant losses. And I would agree. But I don't think that grief needs to be limited simply to death. So we do see grief in Scripture. And we, we get a, a glimpse of, of how to deal with these. And I can't say that I've dealt with grief very well at, at points in my life. I would look at the scripture passage like 1 Thessalonians 4.13, which says this, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. And when I would contemplate this passage, I might even talk myself into not grieving because of the hope I had in Jesus. And yet notice the passage, it, said, it doesn't say don't grieve. It doesn't say don't cry. It doesn't say don't be frustrated. Don't be upset. It says don't grieve like the rest of men. And we'll get to this in a minute. But then, because then I was, I was introduced and I was starting to reflect on other passages of Scripture that deal with grief. And, and one specifically comes to mind that I think had an important impact on my life was the fact that Jesus wept. Jesus experienced grief. Or Job as... As we see him cry out to God in, in grief because of all that he lost, or David dealing with the grief of losing his son. And I wonder about grief and whether or not this passage of hope might be interpreted differently. You see, hope is not the absence of grief. Hope is not the absence of feelings. In my life, as, a, as an example of grief, it was May of about 2011 that I found out that one of my best friends... Um, was in the intensive care unit. I called his wife just as I had found out, and she just wept and, and was telling me how he had been hit by a car and probably wasn't going to make it. And eventually I talked to her the next day, and he had gone to be with the Lord. He had died. He was a, believe, he was a, a believer in Jesus. He was an amazing thinker. I, I would say a, a theologian at heart. And we, we, we clashed early on in our friendship, but it would eventually become very close and, and the best of friends. And I, I still have a copy of an email that he sent me. I, I printed it out. And there's nothing on the actual email itself, but in the subject heading it just says, Love you, man. And I grieved. And I cried. Now I knew that I would see him again because he loved the Lord, but that didn't matter because I had lost a close friend. And as I reflect on this current situation, I think it was about a week into this when um, we first started talking about doing Facebook Live and not meeting together. And I remember calling Pastor Anthony and I remember just, just being frustrated and just expressing myself to him and, and, and struggling with this new sense of normal. And I couldn't put my finger on it early on in our discussion, but as we kept talking, I realized that I was grieving the fact that it was going to be different for a while. It wasn't going to be the same. Just as, as I grieve the loss of my friend that I can't call and I can't text and I can't reach out and say, how you doing? 
and, and I can't connect with anymore right now. Yes, I have hope for the future, that I will see him again. Yes, I have hope for our future, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I'm still you know, grieving what I miss. What do you miss? As you look back to life a couple of months ago, what do you miss? Have you taken, to t have you taken time to grieve that, that loss? Have you taken time to reflect? You know, what's going on inside of you? You know, God gave us feelings. And, and, a, and a great way to, to process those feelings is to acknowledge them and to bring them straight to the Lord himself. Listen to Paul's letter to his friends at the church in Philippi. In Philippians 1, uh, 3-7. He says this, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And then let's look at this. It is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart. Can you hear Paul's feelings? Now, there are feelings of joy, and you might not be at the place of joy that Paul felt at that moment. But look, I always pray with joy. He says, and it's right for me to feel this way. I love how Paul just expresses how he's feeling about those, those friends, the church. You might be feeling something else at this moment. But the key of this passage, and, and, and what I want you to encourage you to do, as I did a week and a half ago, is express those feelings as he expressed his joy find a way to express those feelings i had a mentor once and this mentor basically said your feelings are going to come out the question is how and so if you're frustrated if you're feeling angry if you're afraid if you are whatever word best describes how you're feeling cry out to god Cry out to the Father. Cry out to Jesus. Express your feelings. Find somebody to talk to. Find somebody to say, I'm struggling, just as I called, uh, again, I called Anthony that Wendy. Find somebody to express and say, I'm struggling right now. Grieving is a way to humbly recognize, I believe, that God is on the throne. He is still on the throne. But we are given the opportunity to grieve. So we look back and we think about this, this opportunity to this experience to, to grieve what we miss, what we've lost. So now what? Well, first of all, let me I don't want you to hear me saying, okay, so now you move on. <laughs> I don't want you to hear me say, don't feel. Rather, as we think about this time that we're in and this in-between, how might the Lord desire to meet you in this time? What might he want to be communicating to you in this in-between time? I've seen people at different stages of grief for different amounts of time. And so if you're still struggling, please continue to take it to the Lord. Continue to cry out to him. And as you, as you consider kind of this, your life right now, what does normal look like? My wife and I joke, I don't know, we probably saw this somewhere um, on Facebook or, or who knows where, but um, when we talk about being normal, uh, we often have to remind ourselves that normal really is just a setting on the dryer. Um, it's, you know, what normal looks like to you might be, norm, might be different than what normal looks like to me. So let's look back for a moment at Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 6. On one occasion, the scriptures say, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, I love this passage. Because first, I love the instruction of Jesus. What does he say? He says, wait. Now, can you imagine just for a moment the thoughts of what the disciples were thinking at this time? I mean, and their, their question, 
alludes to what they were thinking. Okay, so Jesus, you are now risen from the dead. Um, so, you know, let's, we've got a plan in place. You know, the committee has gotten together and this is what we think, you know, that we need to do this first. And then, what, you know, whatever you want to fill in the blank of what their checklist was, they might have had that in their mind. And they go to him and they say, Lord, are you now at this time going to restore Israel? And what does Jesus say? He says, wait. So as you think about your, your life, you know, prior to this in-between time, do you typically run around at 100 miles an hour? But maybe now you have some more time. Maybe you're actually more busy, and that's a reality. Some folks, I, I, I saw a little picture the other day, and, and, and some folks might even be more busy. The, the picture alluded to the fact that, that although we're not together, that there are people that, that might even be more busy in what they're doing. Maybe you're with family members that aren't typically at your home. So let me ask you this. If you were to, a month from now, two months from now, look back to this time, this in-between time, or however long it is from now, what does it look like? How would you want to look back? And what does it look like to wait for you during this time? What questions have you been asking the Lord as it relates to your future, which we'll talk about in a minute, in a minute. but what about the present? As you grieve the losses you have, how might the Lord be calling you to take advantage of this newfound time that you might have? Now, again, I'm not suggesting for a moment that you add something. You might have, uh, you might be a box checker, and you might like to have your to-do list, and so I'm not suggesting that you add one more thing to your to-do list. That, that you feel you have to check off during this time. Rather, what I'm encouraging you to think about is, does this time allow for more freedom to simply be with Jesus? Our community group just finished up a curriculum um, called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, um, where we were challenged in our relationship with Jesus and the rhythms, the daily rhythms, the weekly rhythms of life that we have with him. And what I want to get to is one, one of the concepts that the author, and the author's name is Pete Scazzaro, and one of the things he talks about is he talks about the rhythm of Sabbath, rest. And he, he identifies four principles of Sabbath. And Sabbath being a time that we, we take and we put aside for the sole purpose of, of, of being with Jesus. So one of the things he talks about is he says one of the principles is to stop. Well, you might be able to stop right now in a way that you maybe couldn't two months ago. Another principle is to rest. And, and he describes what all this looks like, and so I encourage you to, to check it out on your own. The third thing he talks about is delight, and then the fourth thing is contemplate. So stop, rest, delight, and contemplate. And as I think about those four aspects of, of this idea of Sabbath, I wonder if this is not an opportunity in this present in-between, that maybe one of those principles would be something that you would want to take. And you would want to say, I want to stop. I want to just stop doing so much. Or maybe you have to, because maybe your life was so full of, of, of other things that you were participating in, that now you can't. And so maybe you're forced to stop. And what an opportunity that is for you. And for me as well. For all of us. And then this idea of rest and the importance of it. And then again, delight and then contemplate. And so I just want to encourage you to think about that. that we probably, possibly will we'll be looking at this in other groups. So if that's something that interests you, let us know. But this is an opportunity that we all have during this in-between time. Even as we're dealing with our, our big feelings of what we're missing and what we're struggling with potentially... There are opportunities to slow down during this in-between time. To slow down maybe the fast pace of our, of our life and to just stop. And to, to not add something to our to-do list, but to just be with the Lord, to be with Jesus. I wonder what it would, like, what it would be like for each of us to think about those principles to stop, to delight, to contemplate, to reflect on what's the Lord got for us in this in-between time. So we think about the past, we think about grieving, 
and, and what we're missing and those big, those real feelings we're having, we think about the present and the opportunity that God might have for us to stop, to slow down, to rest. But then there's also the future ahead. Last week, my family and I watched uh, the Disney film Finding Dory. It's an animated movie that follows the life of a fish who's looking for her family. There's a character in this movie that has poor eyesight and is constantly bumping into things. And as I think about that character, I, I, I realize that the future can seem far off sometimes, hazy, because of the challenges of the present. So we can't see maybe what we, what we maybe had planned. Maybe you had something planned you know, two months out. I can think of things that I had planned out. Um, I had a, a trip planned um, that I was going to take in May. I, I have some, uh, some new schooling opportunities that, that I had planned out. And, but, but now things are hazy. The things that I had planned, one of them definitely isn't happening. The other one, I don't know where it is. And, and so I don't know what the future holds right now. But let's look how, how Jesus responds to the disciples as they questioned him. Remember that question? They said, are you now going to restore the kingdom? He says, so when they met together, this is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11, they asked him, Lord, are you now at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of this earth, ends of the earth, excuse me. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you've seen him go, go into heaven. This passage, I think, is, is, really, is really amazing. Let's look at it again from a human, a human perspective. So after this, the disciples are going to wait a week for Jesus' ascension and then the coming, between, excuse me, Jesus' ascension and the coming of the Spirit. Think about for a moment, the church has waited over 2,000 years for this, this prophecy that's given that says the same Jesus who has been taken from you will come back in the same way. We've been waiting over 2,000 years for the second coming of Christ, which we anticipate and which we long for but have not yet experienced. What do you look forward to as this pandemic, this in-between time continues? It may not be the same as, as things of the past, but I wonder how the Lord might use this time for his glory for the future. Go back to that verse. What does he say? It's not for you to know the times and the dates the Father has set by his own authority. We don't know how long this in-between time is going to last. We don't know what is ahead. The plans that you might have made, that I know I made, have changed. They're different. It, it, it just reminds me of the fact that, that I plan out my steps, but obviously the Lord's will is the one who ultimately determines what's going to happen. So as we think about the future, as, as we contemplate what God's got in the future, this is an opportunity to trust the Lord and to, to realize and to remember that he is still on the throne. It's that opportunity in humility to look to him. And so as we continue to experience this time together, and yet we are separate, separated by these, these internet lines that cross the world, let me encourage you. Grieve the past and look to it as we consider the future as well. So do you remember getting married? Do you remember your first job after high school or maybe after college? What did it feel like to be in that in-between time? What's it feel like now? Have you grieved the loss, potentially, of your job? Have you grieved those things that, that you are missing Maybe you've actually even lost a friend or a loved one during this time, and the stay-at-home order makes it impossible for a funeral to take place, so you feel like you can't even process 
the grief of, of losing somebody close to you. And so as you grieve, what does today look like? What are the new rhythms that the Lord might be giving you in this opportunity to add to your life? Not as another box to check, but just as an opportunity to rest, to be with Him. What are the activities that maybe kept you busy, but maybe distracted you from your relationship with Jesus? What's it like not to have those right now? And then what's it look like to exercise patience as you consider the future? We don't know the Lord's timing in life. And the lack of control we have during this time reminds me that ultimately, again, when I plan my path, the Lord directs my steps. Let me encourage you to feel what you've lost. Reflect on where you are. And to look with hope to whatever the Lord has in the future. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that the scripture allows, Lord, gives us freedom to grieve. Lord, that we are given freedom to feel and to bring those to you. Lord, right to your throne, right to your feet, to cry out. Lord, we thank you for this present opportunity that we certainly didn't expect. That, Lord, you've given us that maybe calling us an opportunity to reflect. Lord, to look to you, to be with you. And Lord, we just give you the future. You know it. It's in your hands. Lord, we pray that as we bring our, our feelings to you, Lord, that the peace that you, that you are, Lord, that that would just overflow in us. Lord, we thank you for the work that you're doing. And pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Uh, awesome reminder. Awesome. Um, I think just a realization of, of thinking about what our ultimate God is. Um, that's where we come back to thinking, you know, what is the ultimate thing I'm living for? What's taking my time? Because that's what you're really living for. And this time is so, um, it's such a good mirror for us to realize what our gods are, um, whether we need them because they're our jobs or we want them because they're our hobbies. Um, it's just an awesome thing to think that even in this time, this pandemic, we can slow down by necessity and examine the things that are going on in our lives. So thank you so much for that. Um, Rob, that was uh, convicting and encouraging. Uh, hope the same for you guys. Um, our gospel message is that it is because of Jesus that all this is possible. His love for us is what brings us the, um, the ability to exist. Um, so we don't stray away from that, we forget that. We run hard and, and remember our gospel message that He is our life. And in our time right now, that's what we're able to do is to slow down and think about, man, what gospel am I living day to day to day to day? How am I prioritizing Jesus over my life? Um, it, you are wanting to get in touch with anyone else in the church, maybe just to discuss some of this. Um, we totally encourage you to do that. Um, I'm available. Rob's obviously available. Um, Anthony's available, not today because it's the anniversary, but hit him up tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, um, but this, this is a community. This, these cares that we have, these burdens that we have, they're supposed to be shared. They're not supposed to be bottled up and held in or carried by ourselves forever. Um, they're meant to be shared and to offer at the altar of our Lord and our Savior within community. Um, so we want to encourage you to reach out to us, reach out to someone else you know who loves God and really wants to see you grow in the faith and um, just share your heart, slow down and, and, and consider how you really feel. Um, community groups are a great place to do that. Uh, I think in our community groups, so many times when we come to our prayer requests, people are able to just give the things that are in, that are burdensome in their heart and just offer that in confidence, um, but offer it knowing that everyone who's, who's hearing it is also offering up to God. Um, and this is, all, this is our, our mission as well, that we want to continue to spread the love of Jesus, spread the light of Jesus to our neighbor, to our family, to our children. Um, awesome that this message was 
thinking about children because a lot of times if we think horizontally, um, we forget that the people who are under us and looking up at us um, are watching how we respond to hard times, watching how we respond to frustration and that pattern um, that we don't realize a lot of the times um, is a ministry to them and they've got to see us exalting Jesus in our frustration as well as in our victories. Um, so if you have any questions or want to talk more, again, please get in touch with us. We love you guys so much. Um, cannot wait to see you again. And um, we're just grateful. So let's Benedict. And just a reminder for families who have the young minds who did some awesome artwork today, um, take the opportunity to, to talk to them about that. And um, I just encourage you to do that. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. Amen.